Anchor FM is one of the best ways to make and distribute your podcasts. Their online creative tools can allow you to make your podcasts from home and on the go. Anchor will also help you get your podcast sponsored with no minimum listenership and help you make money while doing your podcast. And distribution is the easiest thing ever. I've used many different distribution sites. Anchor so far has been the best. And they can get you on every major distribution site out there. They can take your RSS feed, whether you're creating a new one or if you're just moving a show from another platform, sign up for Anchor at anchor.fm now. And when you get there, Make sure you pay attention to everything they tell you to do, and they'll help make your podcast great and help make you some money. Again, head on over to Anchor.fm now. Log Talk Radio. You're listening to Wide Men Can Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network, located at blogtalkradio.com slash Jump. We're brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New, wowfreecam.com, and facebook.com slash makeupkennedy. You can check us out anywhere and everywhere you find podcasts. Now, for the host of your flagship program, here's Tom Robinson and Nate Bush. Turn of the NBA season. We are back, little Mark Morris from Return of the Mac there to welcome back the NBA season. I'm Nate, and I'm here joined by my co-host, TR Shock, Tom Robinson. What's up, TR? Yowza, yowza, yowza. It's NBA regular season, brother. It's no more off season, although you do have a little drama up there, but we'll get into that later. But yes. Regular season, the eyes of the basketball world were on my 76ers last night. And, uh, boy, do we have a lot to talk about that as well. It's good to be back during the season that is currently going as opposed to the off season and all the rumor and innuendo to bar from another show, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> this is officially, it's officially season two as far as I'm concerned, Nate, so... Oh uh, yeah, episode 50 of Wide Men Can't Jump, our 50th show, and what a great way to have a 50th show. We got the one-year anniversary in two weeks, so two weeks from tonight we'll be celebrating one year of Wide Men. Um, you know, we started last season, popped up on TR and my memories the other day, uh, the one year ago, I believe it was uh, yesterday, or the day before, I think it was yesterday, one year ago yesterday, that the show, uh, we did our first episode with LaughCast.com, and we want to thank them for all the times that they gave us and helping us get this podcast off the ground, all the guys over there, Chris Kamuffa, Jeff Simmons, all those guys, great people, and we love them. We love them to death. So, uh, anniversary show in two weeks, looking forward to that. Um, but you're right, TR, the regular season is upon us. And man, oh man, was it nice to turn on t- the TV last night and watch basketball? Was it not great? That was so nice. Uh, no. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, basketball. You said bad. Yeah, it was great to see the NBA back. But 
Yeah. It seemed like it seemed like I was watching a DVR of last year's exit from the uh, playoffs. So yeah. Well, um, one thing I did want to mention before we dive into the games last night, because we're going to be talking about those games a lot, and we're going to be talking about the games that are on currently. I was flipping through a few of them earlier, um, just watching little things here and there, and I'll take a, I'll, I'll give some of the things I took away from just skimming. The channels. I'll definitely have a deep dive later this week as uh, as I look more into it. Um, if you have Direct TV and TR, I know we do. Um, the first week of NBA League Pass is completely free. You can just turn it on and you can watch it. So you can at least get a week out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what good uh, that'll, that'll get you, but it I is. Get- the first week is completely free. You might you might be uh, talking me out of my palatial studio where I uh, usually broadcast <laughs> from and going back downstairs because I want to see me some Giannis in the second half and oh uh, man some Pacers. I, him, I just I just watched him a little bit ago. Oh my God, that dude, that that man. Whew. But uh, before we uh, talk I, about Giannis and the Pacers, okay. uh, go ahead, guys. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just saw a little scroll at the bottom when I was uh, glaring at the TV. It said he had something like nine rebounds already in the games like in the second quarter or some shit. Yeah, we're in the second quarter. The dude's got eight points, 11 rebounds, seven assists, plus 17 right now. And they are up by 18, and it's not even halftime yet. And yeah. they're, spreading it ar- they're spreading it around. Brogdon's got 10 Bledsoe with eight. Your boy DiVincenzo with eight, and he's playing. Uh, he's already got ten minutes here in the first half, so good first half for him. All right. Uh, Middleton with eight. Giannis has got eight. Brooke Lopez with nine. Just what do you do? Like they've just got so many weapons, and that Bucks team's going to be deadly this season. <laughs> they may be better than what we thought, and we thought they were really good. Yeah. Yeah, but the Pacers, who we also love, were kicking some ass in this season opener. Oh yeah, as well. they're up. Eight, they're up eighteen as well right now on the Grizzlies. Um, Boron Bogdanovich with thirteen right now leading the way, but uh, Demonis Sabonis has got ten. Old Depot with six. Miles Turner six and five. He just got paid the other day. We'll talk a little about that. Um, Thaddeus Young with six. Corey Joseph got a couple. Tyreek Evans with five with four assists. Um, Doug McDermott's got six. They haven't even played Kyle O'Quinn, Aaron Holiday. You know, T.J. Leaf hasn't even played a minute. So, this Pacers team goes at least 12 deep. And you're seeing it here as they are just waxing the Grizzlies at the moment. Yep. you got to pay attention to them flyover states dumbbells. There's more to basketball than Philly, Boston, and L.A. is dopes. And Golden State, obviously. And you know. Well, the people that listen to this show, they know that because they've listened to us. Because last night, you know, kind of skipping around a little bit, last night the Thunder played the Warriors. And, T.R., we'd been singing the praises of the Oklahoma City Thunder in the offseason with the moves they made. We said, you know, this Thunder team is going to be good. And, you know, we said we both had them finishing second in the West. And everybody called us nuts. What about the Rockets? What about this? What about that? And last night, without their best player – they go onto the court. They only lose by eight on the road in Golden State. And they held their own, I thought. I thought they looked great in terms of 
what they did because I didn't. Nobody expected them to win last night without Westbrook. It's like it was an eleven and a half point spread, and you know Golden State. It was the night they get their rings. They're at home opening up. Paul George goes for twenty seven. Schroeder goes for twenty one points, eight rebounds, six assists, three steals. Does Schroeder? I mean. The dude is. I kind of remember <laughs> last week us talking about him, uh, talking about him favorably being possibly a six man of the year, or something yeah. of that nature. Indeed, we did before and, the game, uh, dummies. Before yep, the game did. last you, night. Check the dates. You can check them. Uh, Nerlens Noel had seven rebounds. He ended up with let me see how many blocks he had last night. He only had one block. But he's rim protecting. He played, you know, 12 and a half minutes, gave some time for Steven Adams to breathe. Adams finished with 17 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, I mean, just this Thunder team, they're going to come at you. Jeremy Grant had a decent game. It was just an all-around effort by the Thunder. And I know we're singing their praises in a loss, but an eight-point loss without Russell Westbrook, you got to feel good about that if you're Billy Donovan and company. Yeah, you go into uh, the ring ceremony, which I did catch a little of that. I, I don't know if you watched that goddamn thing. Every guy, I mean, I was glad they gave the equipment manager a ring. I don't know if you saw that portion. That was, like, I cool. Did. You know, the, the dude's been around since sixth grade, Steph said. But all those dudes, those white guys in suits, there, there was an endless line of, of millionaire white guys in suits that, probably didn't even know who Durant and Curry were that were getting rings. I just hate white people sometimes. <laughs> you know, I can't disagree with you. Um, but, the th- you know, the Warriors do their thing last night. Uh, and we're going to dive more into the box scores and what we what we thought uh, here in a little bit. But before we do, TR, we, we got to talk about the elephant in the room. You're the big supporter of the 76ers here on the program. If you're just listening in, what took you so long? You got 49 episodes to catch up on, plus other stuff. But if you're just listening in, TR is the 76ers guy. I am the Minnesota Timberwolves guy. And we are both very, very um, – what's the word I'm looking for here? We don't care to call our teams out on their bullshit. We'll say that much. If we see yeah. something we don't like, we say it. We preach it. And, you know, we've had some great guests here on the show. We're going to have some tonight. But the Sixers TR, before you tell me what you think, we've actually got a pre-recorded thoughts on the 76ers from last night. Would you like to hear those? Uh, These are not I can ones. only imagine. This is not me. Okay. Uh, not me. I know. We have some comments. I don't know, but I, I, I was assuming it was not you. Okay, so we're going to go to our pre-recorded comments. This was uh, about the Sixers last night, so check this out. Okay, I got a lot of shit to say, so let's get at it right now. First off, I have no fucking idea how in the hell you two retards had a show for a whole year. How in the hell did that happen? Mind you, you've got Trump for a president, so I suppose it's not really that surprising. Nate Bush, have you ever seen a basketball game in real life? How in the hell do you cheer for the Minnesota Timberwolves if you have? Jimmy Butler. Just change his name to Jimmy James. All that guy wants to do is cash a check. 
Boy, your team is pathetic. Not unlike the state you live in, West Virginia. West Virginia. What happened to East Virginia? Oh, right. West Virginia buried it. Then you've got the audacity to start giving prognostications on basketball games, trying to pick winners. You couldn't pick a winner in a Harlem Globetrotter game, you big dummy. Oh, man. I don't even get me started. Then there's your so-called partner in crime, Tom Robinson, who honestly is wasting his skills on wide men can't jump. This guy really ought to be a DJ at a strip club where he could utilize those awesome mic skills. And to be honest, that actually might come in pretty handy, his knowledge of basketball, because pretty soon there's going to be a lot of 76ers and their girlfriends at strip clubs. One of them will either be working there or one of them will be mopping floors. Yeah, Markel Fultz, I'm talking about you. Then you've got that other clown up in the great white north, as he calls it, trying to call hockey games. I'm pretty sure that idiot lives in Seattle and spends his time at a Starbucks with a laptop on his knee and watches the occasional game on ESPN4. He couldn't call a winner of a grade school game, that idiot. Mind you, as dumb as he is, he might be from Canada because with all that free health care and now free pot, maybe that makes a lot more sense than it used to. But anyway, Dumbrova, you're dumb all right. Leave the fucking predicting to somebody who knows what they're doing. Which it ain't you, moron. But seriously, how in the hell did you guys ever get a show? How did you trick anyone into giving you money to do this abortion? Stephen P. knew he's supposed to be a great lawyer. Has he ever heard this show? I read somewhere he was on it once. That's frightening. Stephen, blink if you're being held hostage by white men can't jump. I mean, the wild cam site thing sort of makes sense. I mean, I'm pretty sure Bush is four, really 14 years old and lives in his mother's basement. And Robinson, well, he could be on a registered sex offenders list somewhere in the United States. And Dumbrova talks a lot about moose and wolverines, so that guy ain't well. So they probably provide that place with a lot of money. So that makes a little bit of sense. Now I see they got a new sponsor called Offensive Crayons. Is that Offensive Crayons or Offensive Crayons? Either way, I suppose it still works. Those guys could have their own package of the Tom Robinson blabbering blue. I mean, the biggest claim to fame Nate Bush had this year was getting in a Twitter war with some guy named Baron Corbin. But really, the reality is Nate thought Baron Corbin was a fast food restaurant, sort of in the vein of Burger King, and he was just trying to <laughs> angle his way for some free chicken sandwiches. When he realized Baron Corbin was a wrestler, he didn't know what to do, so he just ran with it, because he really wants to be Jim Cornette in his second life. <sighs> Talk about pathetic. Next up, the Baron Corbin restraining order against Nate Bush. I know I'm starting to ramble, but I think I'm listening to a Sunday night roundtable where these idiots get on, babble a bunch, a bunch of nonsense. None of it makes any sense. Both of them laugh like hyenas at their own jokes, and I'm left wondering what the fuck did I just waste two of my hours of my life on. I don't know. I'm starting to get a little bit excited. Tom Robinson. What the fuck, dude? What the fuck? TR shock. TR schlock. TR can't talk. TR's late. Too busy laboring to do any shows. Guy drives me crazy. Nate Bush loves basketball. 
doesn't know anything, not a single thing about any other sport in the United States except maybe for bass fishing. But he doesn't want to tell anybody that because bass fishing is for losers. Dubrova lives up north, talks about hockey because he thinks he's cool. Says his cat makes all the picks. You can probably believe that for as bad as they are. Guy, sure, free health care and free cannabis, but what else you got going for you, you moron? You live out in the middle of a tundra. You have to go out with a spear and uh, harpoon fucking seals and whales so you can survive, you idiot. Who the hell wants to live up there? Although I'm pretty sure Nate Bush doesn't live in New, in uh, West Virginia. He, in fact, lives he lives in New York City, where it's just a big, the whole thing's just a big rib, this whole country rube act of his. And Robinson, well, rumor has it, he lives in New Jersey, and he's not even a true Pennsylvanian or a Philadelphian anymore. Oh, the pain. You'll have to start cheering for the New Jersey Nets. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's worse than the Philadelphia 76ers, but you never know. Rumor has it that LeBron James wants to adopt every player on the Los Angeles Lakers and change their names to James so that it can be James to James to James for the dunk. Then he's going to rename the team the James Gang. Pretty cool, eh? I thought of that one myself. Hey, Debrolis, you could have come up with something that good, you twit. Well, anyway, I spent five and a half minutes running you fools into the dirt, and yet somehow you still seem to have a show. I can't figure it out. It's just one of those things, possibly a sign of the apocalypse. I'm not sure. But anyway, if you're still here next week, I'm going to phone back in. I'm going to berate you both again. And Dumbrova, I might waste some of my time on him. I don't know. He's kind of a twit. The only thing on this show that was even slightly redeeming was Scott, and I haven't seen him in months. What the hell happened to that guy? At least he was funny. I'm out of here. Fuck you all. Goodbye. Well, there you go. <laughs> the return. The return, uh, indeed. The return of Frank from Flin Flom. Is it Flin Flom <laughs> or Flin Flom? I still never got that straight. I, I think it's Flin Flom, but I'm not 100% <clears throat> on that. But he makes a run in here on the 50th episode as we kind of take a look at what's going on in the world of the NBA. But, TR, we've teased it long enough. Let's talk about the games last night. First off, the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I know you watch with great intent. What was your takeaway from that game? Um, well, I'll start lighthearted or whimsical, if you will. Landry Shamit looks like fucking Matt Barnes' illegitimate son firing away three-pointers <laughs> like he's been in the league fucking 17 years. <clears throat> Actually, uh, I'm joking. He does resemble Barnes a little bit, but uh, I did like the fact that he he's like T.J. McConnell in a, in a way that he's, he's one of the few Sixers that has testicles. And I know about testicles and having two of them. Um, at least he, he, he – even though he didn't stick many three-pointers, he was in there and wanting the ball and wanting to shoot, which is a great – that's a po- That's about the only positive I can come up with. Um, ben Simmons looked athletic as hell. He looked a little better version than he did last year, but he still won't shoot. Uh, he shot a couple more times than he usually does, and not very effectively. Um, can take just about anybody to the hole in one-on-one. They didn't double yeah, him went, like they did uh, in the playoffs. He went seven of fourteen last night shooting, and yeah, and yeah six, six of those sevens were layups. So, 
Yeah, know, I didn't see a lot of jump uh, shots out of him. But, you know, uh, he was a, a, a bit of a bright spot. You can't – and he played, you know, pretty good defense, all things considered. I, I can't, you know, bitch on Ben Simmons. He's a special player. Not as special as he thinks he is, but he's a special player. Joel Embiid I can rank on because they were the fucking quietest 23 points I've ever seen. Fucking guy wants to shoot threes. Wants to tell everybody he's going to average 27. He's going to be defensive player of the year. Blah, 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 blah. Um, trust the process turned into just our ass kicked. Because that's what the fuck he <laughs> was saying after the game. He was saying there is no rivalry because they always kick our ass, which is true. Um, because, oh, there was that guy Jason Tate on the other team that I, I'm not going to stretch the truth and say we could have had. They essentially traded up. We don't have to rehash history unless you're a very new listener to get this Jerry Curl, whatever hair that was, Markel Fultz, big fucking dumb idiot. Uh, I'm done blaming it on management. The guy's just a fucking, he's got Asperger's or something. He's just out there <laughs> flopping around. And when Ben Simmons has the ball, he, he turns his superhero strength is the invisible man because I didn't, you know, I couldn't see him on the floor when Ben Simmons had the ball except one time in the second half when they did a little sports center highlight play. But other than that, the guy's awful. He's not a number one. He's, he's not even a first-round player. If he develops anywhere, it is not here. I said it pre-draft in fucking rooms of listeners of our show in private groups. Don't take faults. Don't take faults. And I had arguments from just about everybody except you and maybe one or two others. Um, Oh no, he's the best handle. He's the best shooter. He's the best scorer on what planet. They never watched a Washington game. They just fucking watched these mock mock draft boards, which I think Colangelo or whatever his alias was on that particular night, that freaky, creepy (laughs) fuck. But anyway, uh, he, he, you know, he's for uh, Brett Brown basically uh, makes sense of this. Uh, We're going to start Markel. We're going to, we're going to start Markel. And then uh, the second half, we're going to, we're going to bring in JJ. Um, You're just telling people you're starting the fucking idiot because he's the first overall pick and you threw your hands up in the air going, uh, hope it works. But we got a veteran that's proven that we'll close the game with. Fuck the big three. There ain't no big three here. Fultz, if, if, if they could sucker Minnesota, which I doubt now, uh, wait, wait for your response to your Minnesota diatribe. But to take Fultz, fucking Covington, um, two starters right there. Fuck. I like Sarge, but he'll never be a star here because he he plays – he's a gritty fucking player inside, and the only way he can make plays is to be outside shooting threes, and that's not really where his comfort zone is. And Embiid will clog up the middle. So as much as I love Dario Sarge, he's just a victim of circumstance. Throw all three of those starters. We'll, I'll take Butler. I'll take him yelling at fucking everybody because he might toughen up Simmons and – uh. And Embiid. But um, bright spot, TJ McConnell. I said to my girlfriend, I was watching it with my girlfriend in Jersey. I said, I was trying to explain without, like, 
over talking so she couldn't even watch. But it's hard to do with all those fucking players. But I said, watch this little white guy, number 12. I, it was like, I don't know, 21 to 14 or something. Or, you know, the Celtics led from pillar to post. And I said, you watch that lead go smaller. You won't necessarily see him do anything crazy. He won't be slam dunking. But you watch the game. They'll be down. When he's in, they'll either be tied or up, et cetera. The score will get closer. As soon as it does, 21-21, eh, bring in some fucking douchebag. I don't even – it probably faults. Bring in douchebag, put TJ down, lead goes back up. Kyrie Rozier can't score a basket on fucking TJ McConnell. Put fucking anybody else on him, he's fucking uh, goddamn Russell Westbrook. It's unbelievable. It, 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 it's got to go back to Brett Brown. I mean, he had one lineup with – it was like a bunch of white guys and Ben Simmons who looks white. You're not going to win unless you're fucking Gonzaga doing that or uh, Princeton. Fucking Reddick, Sarich, fucking uh, McConnell. I-, I don't know. Somebody else was white on there. They got another white player. And they're all like 6-2 except for Simmons. And I'm like, how are you going to make a comeback with this? Who's going to defend Jason Tatum? Anybody? Uh, Kyrie Irving and fucking Gordon Hayward went about four for 79 collectively. And they were never within like eight points with those two guys playing terrible. So my original forecast of the, of the, of this Philadelphia 76ers team being fifth is probably accurate. And I fucking drank the Kool-Aid, like I said last week. And yes, they have two home games this week and they play better here. So that I, you know, I like the Bulls and I like the Magic. So they're not gimmies in my opinion. That's our next two games, and they're here. They do play better here, so I'm not going to go totally crazy. But I mean, they're going to struggle. That that under that I gave last week, 55 wins, is a joke. No shot. This team has no shot in the Eastern Conference chance. Well, you see it online last night, too. You get on Twitter, everybody's watching the game, and it's like they suddenly forgot that the 76ers lost the two guys that spurred the 12-game winning streak last season. It's like, oh, Bellinelli's gone. Ilyasova's gone. Wilson Chandler didn't even touch the damn floor last night. I'm, I'm sitting there watching the game going, yeah, this is about what I expected. And everybody's like, this is insane. We thought, you know, Philly this, Philly that. I'm like, no, if you pay attention, like TR and I do, you you know, this show's going to be a lot of tooting our own horns because we called this. We said last night, we were like, or not even last night, we've said all offseason, we said Philadelphia's not as good as people think they are. And what did they do? They go out last night, they lose 105-87. to All right, so you're looking at a... An 18-point loss. Now, 18 points. Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. If you take their points away, just their points, Boston wins by one. Still, they still win. (laughs) Yeah. Hayward had 10 points. Hayward had 10 points. Kyrie had seven. The plus-minus, Hayward finished at plus 10. Uh, Kyrie finished at plus nine. Terry Rozier at plus 22 last night. 
when Rozier goes 11 points, 8 rebounds, and assists, and he goes 5 of 10 shooting, shoots 50% from the floor. That's I don't want to interrupt you. Go ahead, I don't want to interrupt you, but I, but I do. Uh, number one draft pick overall two seasons ago. Had the yips, had the shoulder imbalances, what we what we struggled through and all that bullshit. Yeah, mm-hmm. wouldn't play summer league because he was too good to fucking play. Uh, anyhow, he had to work with Drew Hamlin instead with his 150,000 shots. Well, while you got that queued up, if you if you do, I don't know if you had it written down or queued up, but if it's queued up, uh, take a look at his plus minus. Who faults? Minus yeah. 16, worst on the team. Thank you. Thank you. Worst well, in the game. It's terrible. Yeah, Fultz, in, Fultz finishes at minus 16. He has 5.3 rebounds, two assists, a steal. Goes two of seven jump shooting. That's 28.6%. One of two on the free throw line. Just a bad night for Fultz. Um, interesting thing here, TR. You know how many threes the Sixers made last night? I just, do not. Okay. It's very low. If 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 any, JJ might have hit one or two. I don't know. Five Ugh. for the whole game. Five. And, and think and think about the starting. Think about the starting guards. Markel Fultz, number one overall. Ben Simmons, number one overall. I don't even think they took a three point attempt, much less made one. Uh, Dario Saric went zero four from three last night. Robert Covington went two of seven. Joel Embiid went one of four from three last night. J.J. Redick, two of eight. T.J. McConnell, 0 of one. Landry Schmidt, 0 of two. Five of 26 on three-point shots for 19.2%. Three-point shooting for the game for the team. Good old big shot Bob Covington. What a fucking dork. (laughs) Fucking... Idiot. <laughs> hey, this this guy this guy Hanky brought in from the G League, uh, Covington. He's a defensive stopper. We'll play defense. Don't give him the fucking ball. He's retarded. Look at his face. He's fucking stupid. Jesus Christ, the guy. You got Asperger's faults and fucking stupid Covington in your starting lineup. It looks like a Down syndrome pickup game. What the fuck? <laughs> God. Well, we just got kicked off the air. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's I mean, rough. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry to insult the, the children with the with the Down syndrome to compare them to those two idiots. Fuck. I'm really gonna upset you now because Boston didn't have that great of a shooting night either. Boston no. for th- Boston goes at three. They go eleven of thirty-seven. Boston only had twenty-nine point seven percent shooting from three. Aaron Baines, Fucking 2 of 4. Mark, Marcus Smart, 2 of 4. Uh, Marcus Morris, 2 of 7. One of, 1 of 2 for Rozier. 1 of 8 for Kyrie Irving. He shot 12.5% from 3. Jalen Brown goes 1 of 3. Horford, 0 of 1. Hayward goes 1 of 3. Tatum, 1 of 5. Only, like, two players finished over – three players for the Celtics shooting threes last night finished over 35%. And that was Bain, Smart, and Rogier. And between them, they made five of the 11. So, Fucking, the Celtics Gordon did not Hay- have a banner night. <laughs> no, Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving both, 
besides playing badly, Gordon Hayward had his fucking Kevin from the Backstreet Boys hairdo fucking flopping all over the place. <laughs> he really did. He you had break your flicked back hairdo. Break your fucking leg, you lose your fucking mind, apparently. Uncle Drew fucking sitting there uh, two years ago, he's or three, whatever it was, taking Steph Curry and deking him and then dropping back and shoots the winning three for the world fucking championship out LeBron and LeBron on his own fucking team. All of a sudden he's got fucking uh fish to say Pittsburgh, Julius Irving hair. He can't fucking play. Uh, and, and they still kill the Sixers. I mean, are the Sixers even a playoff team? I don't know. I got to see them at home. I, I mean, think they will be. Yeah. It's one I think game. They will of be course still. it's one it's game. It's one game. You don't want to put too much behind one game. And remember, the first game's always the game where we're watching, saying, okay, well, they need to build chemistry a little bit better. They need to get their legs underneath them, the grind of the season. You'll be able to tell by December what we're dealing with um, more well, so. There, there's one thing I'll say that, that is a little escape route for that mess that they put on the floor last night. Mike Muscala, uh, Will Chandler – and Zaire Smith, their three biggest additions of the offseason, even though they ain't real big, all were unavailable to play. So Yeah, and you know, you Muscola is gonna be the three point shooter. He's gonna be the guy that's gonna jack up the threes. And I think Wilson Chandler's gonna be a bigger addition than what people think. Uh Smith, and eh, I'm not sold on, but Muscola and Chandler I like. Um but Man, as as far as as the Sixers last night, it was really disappointing, especially for anybody that that thought this was going to be a close one. I know the betting line was uh, five, and I took I definitely took Boston. I said Boston at home, giving up five. I like it. I like it a lot, and that one actually paid off. Um, but looking here, you nailed Boston's that. You to- nailed that one. You nailed that one, and I, I still buzz from the Kool Aid of last week where I was watching clips of Simmons and Embiid in the preseason, I was like, well, five, maybe they could slip within five. I don't think they're going to win. No, no. See, that's the Philly eyes. I'm trying to get anti-Philly and just be objective because I love the Sixers. I want them to win, but they're just fucking suck. They suck. Ugh, sorry. No, you're fine. I mean, it's frustrating, and I've been frustrated all off season. so, I, I mean, I understand it's been um, a whirlwind of an offseason. I mean, I'm just so glad we're back now with basketball on TV. Um, and, you know, the Sixers and the Celtics last night, that game, we're, we're going to really dive into these. Since there was just two games last night, uh, we'll hit some highlights of our um, of some games tonight. But let's flip it over to the Celtics side of the ball. Uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, bravo, those gentlemen. Just a great game for both of them. Tatum goes 29-23-9 last night, uh, points and rebounds. Um, Jalen Brown, 12-5, and five, had a good game. Marcus Morris with a double-double, 16-10 and 10 for Morris. Morris only finished at plus three, though, so he's a plus-minus nightmare, as it can be. Have a double-double and finish at plus three. You know... And I'm, I'm looking here. It, it was just a strange game because you expect Kyrie, even though Kyrie had seven assists, he had seven points, four rebounds. He and Hayward combined for 17 total point-wise. Hayward did have five boards and four steals. And, and four steals is big. 
I mean, not to take anything away from Hayward, but Kyrie shot 14% last night. He was 2 of 14 from the floor. Uh, Hayward. Yeah. Hayward was 4 of 12, 33% all the way around. And it it was ugly, ugly to watch. Uh, but Kyrie still finishes at, at plus 9 in the plus minus. Hayward finishes at plus 10. So where they weren't on offense, they were on defense. And they were trying to shut down their guys. And, and Tim pointed it out to me earlier. Tim said the 76ers drafted two point guards full, with Fultz and Ben Simmons who won't shoot. They refuse to <laughs> shoot the ball. And I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And, and TR, you pointed that out several times. I mean, you look at, at, at Simmons, between Simmons and Fultz, they had 13 shots last night. Simmons yeah. took 11 of them. Fultz, and Fultz didn't have, like, minuscule minutes. He almost played 25 minutes of that game. Simmons played 42. Yeah. He had the most minutes of, of anybody last night. But that's going to make you think. You know, you talked about Summer League and how Fultz didn't show up and play in Summer League. Fultz decided he was too good for Summer League, shoulder and bounce, but he was able to show up and clown behind the camera when guys like Luka Doncic are putting the work in and doing interviews and we see him. And we comment on it. And we're like, you know, this dude has no room to talk. What's he done? And I'm still sitting here going, what's he done? Tell me what he's oh. done. And I, I don't understand it. And now, you told me earlier, some of the people that, you know, remember everybody dogged us online last year when we put faults down and we, we were on Twitter. By the way, it's our one-year Twitter anniversary, in case anybody didn't know that. Uh, just found that out. We, were on, we got on Twitter one year ago today. So uh, follow go give us some jump. love. Follow that wide jump. But the people that were give, have given us crap and listened to our dissecting the process episode, where we go through every single pick, trade, uh, every player, every pick they traded for, every wave of this Phillies team that we took apart, it took an hour out of our lives and did this, are now starting to believe what we said last year. Now they're all. Well, you know, maybe faults and you know, TR, are we are we fucking like magicians? Can we see the future or something? Uh, all I mean, I'd like to think that that we're uh, intelligent uh, analysts, analytical. I hate to use the word, you know, analytics, but analytical, intelligent. We 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 dissect some players and their strengths, weaknesses, etc. Uh, we both. And very few others. I mean, the whole goddamn country draft, mock draft, had faults as this, that, and the other. Neither of us did. And now all of a sudden the Philly people who were defending them all last year when we buried them. All of a sudden today on Philly Talk Radio, we got to get rid of faults. Even, uh, I'll just mention a guy in the show by name. Spike Eskin has um, rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. It's a 76ers-based podcast. And they're all big fans of Sam Hankey and all his work. And even he uh, came around today, and uh, first he said he, he was uh, uh, hopeful but pessimistic uh, or some kind of shit. And then he finally came out and almost said it, that, you know, he's mentally he's got something mentally wrong with him. He's not very fucking good. Um, they all, they're all coming around all of a sudden today after they played the Celtics two two years later, 
what we've been saying every fucking single show, that the guy's just not a number one pick. He's not good. He shot 62% from the free throw line at fucking Washington. The team was 9-20 and 20 at Washington. He scored garbage points. I could average 20 at Washington when I'm down to UCLA and they're playing their fucking uh, mascot to, just to get them some cheers for a viral video. That's what the fuck his 23 points came from. The guy's fucking awful, man. I mean, if he becomes an NBA player five years from now, fine. Take, find a sucker that'll take him. Take him. Anthony Bennett sure turned out, didn't he? Some guys yeah, just suck. Me... They're busts. We we took we took a chance on that Bennett fellow once. Uh, we're not going to talk about that in Minnesota. But yeah. before we get, uh, is is there anything else we really want to talk about right now with the Sixers Celtics game? We've kind of talked for about a half an hour here about this game. We we broke it down analytically. I hate that. I know you hate the word, but we looked at the numbers. And again, numbers are are a good thing, but also you can't. Your eyes won't lie to you. You know what I mean? You got to pass the eye I, test. I, yeah, the eye test is the test. I mean, that's been around since the beginning of time with basketball. And I have one comment that we didn't say. I mean, we've talked around it about it. Uh, I, I liked, uh, what's his name? Jalen. There's so many Jalens, I forget which fucking one he is. Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown, thank you. Went right at Embiid. And made the the shot. He didn't dunk over him, but he he had the balls yeah. to go at him, and made the shot. That wasn't the one thing though. Um, Jason Tatum is the best player on the best team in the East. So he's twenty years old, the best player on the best team. That's fucking scary. Um, yeah, I mean he's he only looked, gonna get better. He looked fantastic last night. It was like it was ridiculous how good he looked. Yeah. And he, he really looks like a guy who, if you notice in the offseason, we didn't hear his name, like, at all. Nobody heard a word about Jason Tatum in the offseason. Nobody said, I wonder what Tatum's up to. Nobody said, man, that Tatum guy, what's he into? You know, nobody said, oh, he's on the late night, he's doing this, he's out hanging out, having a good time, partying. No, we we didn't hear a word about Jason Tatum in the offseason. But he comes back and dominates. He well, was I heard work. a word. I heard what he was doing. Yeah, exactly. That's that's where I I, I thought you were heading. Um, he spent his whole fucking summer splitting time with Kobe Bryant and Drew Hanlon. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that's I mean, why he's the best player on the team. He's better than Kyrie and and Hayward. I mean, Kyrie to me is a. Uh, He's got to he's got to shake out of like he's twenty five twenty six years old and he looks like he's forty. I don't I don't know what happened to him with the flat Earth thing or something. I mean he's he's still a high level player. It's one game. He's rusty. I get that. But even last year when he was healthy, he wasn't what he was in Cleveland, in my opinion. So no, jury's no, out. He wasn't. Yeah, jury's kind of out. But man, Tatum, jeez. I mean the the dude the dude's a stud. Danny Ainge does it again. Third pick in the draft. What? Well, just he does it again <laughs> every year. And and here's a scary fact. Here's a very scary fact that a lot of people probably won't know. But next season, either the Celtics 
or the Sixers, depending on the ping pong balls, yeah. will get yeah. the Kings' number one pick next season. Yeah. There's a possibility if that pick goes number two, there's a possibility, TR, if the Kings get the number two pick, the Boston Celtics will have the number two pick in the draft next year. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. It's, I mean, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> like, my God, this team could be – this may be the next dynasty. Yeah, you just have Golden State, Steph Curry, and uh, Kevin Durant, and Clay, and then Draymond just say, okay, it's it's your five-year period now. Go win. Five? Man, we may be looking at ten with the way modern medicine is and if these guys decide to stay together and there's no reason why this team can't be great for years and years to come. But since you mentioned Kyrie, Draymond, and all those gentlemen, let's go ahead and look at that game that is uh, was played last night. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 50th episode calls for it. Ladies and gentlemen, background Josh Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Out of nowhere, he's got he's got his team coming on tonight. That's all the wide men can't jump, right? It's background noise, Josh Brown. You know what I'm saying? It's you. You know what I'm saying? It's it me. is you. Ask me. Ask me. Ask me. What? Ask me about the Mavericks this what year. What about ask the Mavericks me, this year? You know what we want this year? What do you want? Twenty-five games. That's what we want. Twenty-five. Just twenty-five. That's we got Twenty-four it? last year. Let's get twenty-five this year. I don't year. know, man. They're, they Let's might. They're, they're on tonight. They what might be 25? pretty. They might be pretty good. I'm giving you rookie of the year. Tell them I'm giving them rookie of the year. TR TR's giving you rookie of the year this year with Doncic. 25 or I'm out. <laughs> uh, Josh Brown is shooting for 25 wins for the Mavericks this year. So everybody be excited. Long time for, for background Josh Brown. In case you guys didn't know, I'm actually podcasting tonight at, from the old studio back at home. Uh, and not at my girlfriend's house. I am back home tonight for this show. The 50th episode calls for rebounding to the house. So that's what we're doing. But uh, that little that little appearance was brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New. And remember, if you need somebody who knows the law, you know who to call. That's Stephen P. New. Let's go ahead and hear from Mr. New. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. While Mr. New wrong. is sexy, that was the complete <laughs> wrong commercial that I was playing. <laughs> we, will, we will play his commercial now. Personal injury, automobile accidents, workplace accidents, mesothelioma, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, all these things and more can be helped by new law offices. Stephen P. New will fight for you and your rights. Mr. New, what is there to do if you're in an automobile accident? When car wrecks happen, insurance is always involved. Did you know that in West Virginia, we have the highest percentage of uninsured and underinsured motorists driving on our highways? That means that when you're in a car wreck, your attorney needs to know how to work with your insurance company to maximize the compensation that you'll receive. If you've been in a car wreck, Call me, Stephen P. News. For your free consultation, call 1-888-692-8084 or visit newlawoffice.com. Stephen P. New will fight for you to get you where you need to be. He's a proud sponsor of our program, and Mr. New is a stand-up national and local attorney. 
Stephen P. New, Attorney at Law. Answers to your legal questions. And we're back after that little podcast. It, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be an episode of the show without a screw up. You know what I mean? It is. It's a kerfuffle, as Josh would say. But uh, right on. Tr, let's go ahead and look at the game last night between the Warriors and the Thunder. Again, one hundred to one hundred eight. The Warriors pick up the win. They got their rings last night. Um, actually, pretty cool rings. I don't know if you guys saw. Did you see the rings, Tr? Yeah, they looked uh, looked rather large from what I what I gathered. Oh yeah, they were um, huge, but they're reversible. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they actually come apart. If you take the top part off, they're held together by magnets. You take the top part of it off, they underneath say strength in numbers, and they're actually oh, reversible. Yeah, really, they're strength in numbers, all right. They're strength in numbers when you have three all stars on your team. <laughs> four all stars on your team, and you start the fucking line. Well, there of you, course you've got. Fuck, there you go. Fuck the Warriors. Well, they. <laughs> the background, Josh Brown has weighed in. But let's look at the uh, the Thunder Warriors. Yeah, you're fine, man. Look at the Thunder Warriors game here. Um, again, TR, we talked about it earlier. Schroeder, George, Adams all had great nights for the Thunder. No Westbrook last night, and they only lose by eight. I think that's considered a win for the Thunder. If you don't have your best player, the guy who averages a triple-double, and you only lose by eight to the best team in the league who was missing no one last night. Nobody was missing. Um, I think you had to chalk that up to a W. Uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I didn't see the game, but um, from what you, you were telling me off air, they were they were competitive from uh, bell to bell, as Jr. would say. And <clears throat> you know, the the game was never really far out of reach. The ambiance of the ring ceremony, and you know, they're you know, Golden State takes some nights off, but they ain't going to take a night off against a team like Oklahoma City. So, um, I think you're looking at a, uh, I, you know, Russell Westbrook is not playing. I mean that 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 you said, but I mean I had to say it out loud myself to just uh, realize it that the the you know MVP of of two years back and any season lethal MVP projection uh, possibility is not playing and your team is still playing the multi-time champion till the end at their, at their building. I think the fellas, the fans in Oklahoma city with uh, keeping the, keeping the band together, so to speak, gelling just, I think they got 50 plus wins easy, man. That, that, That team's on the upswing. Yeah, they are, and you see him last night. Again, Schroeder has a massive game, and it was a game that we all knew he could have. You know, 21 points, eight rebounds, six six assists. Let me spit that out. Easy for me to say. Six assists, three steals. He had a block. Uh, Not the best shooting night, seven and 19. Dennis Schroeder is not afraid to shoot, in case anybody was wondering. That boy is not afraid to shoot. Seven and 19. Uh, goes two of six from three, finishes at minus seven in the plus minus. But uh, overall for the Thunder, I mean, you can't really – you can't chalk this up as a big loss because without Westbrook, did nobody thought they had a chance. The spread was 11 and a half. And with an 11 and a half point spread, you know, I, I, I had at first took the Thunder when I thought Westbrook was playing. And when I did – 
find out Westbrook was not playing, I changed my my initial, um, hey, here's who you bet on. And I ended up losing. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I should have left it. No, you always stick. 2-0. Stick with your guns, buddy. <clears throat> um, with Westbrook, they would have still been a seven-point uh, underdog at least. Maybe six. Maybe six would be the, the closest that line would be. And I may be uh, overselling. I'd say seven. So, you know, they lost by eight points. Vegas always is pretty much dead on. It's it's pretty much where it was supposed to be if Westbrook was playing. So just keep that in mind. Very true, very true. Um, but looking at Golden State, not their most impressive win. I mean, you have all your players, all your guys are back, you get your rings, you're at home, opening of the season, you got the target on your back. Durant wasn't exactly Durant. Durant went 0-5 from three last night. Uh, 9 of 21 shooting from the floor. He had 27 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, He finished at plus 14. Draymond Green, um, in case you didn't know, Draymond Green not exactly lighting it up. Uh, Two points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists. And um, so that's that's a thing, you know, two points. But, hey, he's worth worth that max money. Don't forget that, folks. He's worth it. What everybody says, he's worth max money. He finished at plus two. Uh, Clay Thompson, rough night, 14 points. He went 5 of 20 shooting, only 1 of 8 from 3. He finished at plus 2. Stephen Curry was the man of the night, 32 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists, a steal, 11 of 20 shooting from the floor, 5 of 9 from 3. He finished at plus 15. But the best plus minus of the night, TR, belongs to one Kavon Looney. Yeah. Ten points, yeah, and I know that guy exists. <laughs> Unlike Darky Johnson, this guy does exist. <laughs> ten points, ten rebounds, two assists, five of eleven shooting from the floor. He finishes at plus twenty three in the plus minus. Um, so good for him. Good night for him. Andre Iguodala played ten minutes, two points. Sean Livingston with an off night too, six points for him. He's normally a guy that they use as a spark and. Uh, the big addition for the offseason for the Warriors, uh, Jonas Jerkabo, no points last night, none. Uh, and he did not even attempt a three, which is, you know, they picked a guy up who's known to be a three-point shooter and put him on the Warriors, you know, like they needed help there. So the uh, Warriors do get the win. They squeak it out, but not impressive. I was not impressed with them last night. But I know that Steve Kerr said that they uh, they weren't in shape yet. They look sluggish, and it'll take some time for them to get their their legs underneath them and get their you know get their feeding or their their footing, I should say. I I think it's a Jerakabo. Uh, I think you you like saying jerk a lot, but I do. Um, there's uh, there's some kind of pronunciation deal with that that name, and also I was thinking because I I did catch the be- very beginning, and Kavan, you know you know how they all wear the. Uh, Beats by Dre when they come in or whatever. What I'm wearing right now, so yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they showed him, um, and he was what plus what? Uh, plus twenty two the... or twenty three. Yeah, I think it was twenty three. Let, let me double check I, that. I, yeah, twenty three. 
I just brought him up because I remember seeing him come in the door with the, with the beats by Dre, and I, I, I thought to myself, let me ask Nate, what do you think he was listening to? <laughs> There's a joke set up here. Is there not? <laughs> it's it's as stupid as a fucking – it's as stupid as a TRNAC punchline. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. What was he listening to? Looney Tunes. See, I I thought that one was too simple. I thought you were going to go with Looney Looney. <laughs> you want bad punchlines, my friend? We can do this all night. <laughs> but, yes. Um, yep. But Looney, Looney did have a good night. Uh, all things considered, the man with the Space Jam name, he, he lives up to the hype uh, for the, the Warriors. So, Anything else you want to throw in here, TR, about this Warriors um, uh, Thunder game? You had to think about it. Who'd they play? <laughs> Warriors Thunder game from last night before we, we move on and start talking about some games that are on tonight. If you're listening live, awesome. this is Wednesday, um, October the 17th. There are the games we're talking about. Uh, you, we'll get you caught up on those games as they're happening now, and we'll talk a little about the teams. But uh, anything you want to add to that game before we talk in a little more? I'll add a not-so-bold prediction as far as you and I are concerned, but maybe to the public. When they have a little rematch down there in a Boomer Sooner country, Golden State will lose outright. Very likely, very possible. We'll see. Golden provided, State, as you said. Pro- pro- providing, providing Russell Westbrook is in the lineup. Yes, of course, and everyone's healthy. But take a quick Look at the scoring updates as of right now. The Milwaukee Bucks and the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, this game was a beating earlier. Not so much anymore. 99-92, to 92, the Bucks lead. Uh, that's in the fourth quarter. The Brooklyn Nets and Detroit Pistons, 81-76 to 76 at the end of the third Detroit leads. Uh, the Pacers are still pouring it on Memphis, 78-58. Indiana leads right now. Uh, we are in the fourth quarter. Into the third in Orlando. The Magic lead the Heat by one. TR, so close game there. The New York Knicks at the half have put up 72 points at the wow. half. They are How playing the Atlanta fucking... Hawks, so no one How should many... be surprised. Wait a minute. How many, How many do the, the Knox and um, Robinson have? Can you, can you cue that up? Yeah, yeah, I'll look at it right now. Tim Hardaway Jr. leads the way with 22 points for the Knicks right now. It is halftime. Ennis Cantor has 10. Uh, Kevin Knox with five. And you were looking for Robinson, Mitchell Robinson. I guess he, yeah. He has two, which he's only played a minute and 18 seconds. So not Ooh, a lot of Coach Fizz ain't putting Mitch in. No, Kevin Knox has only played 12 minutes uh, so far. So he he played quite a bit. Uh, but it only has five points. He's got a steal, uh, two of seven shooting for Knox. So not the greatest debut for Knox so far. And, of course, the update we all been waiting on, Ron Baker with two points, ladies and gentlemen. So Woo! be excited for Ron Baker. But, yeah, they're running away with it against Atlanta. Trey Young for an update, four points, uh, two rebounds, two assists for Trey Young. He's minus he is minus 19 at halftime. 
Just like Oklahoma. Yep, kind of similar, don't you think? <laughs> the Toronto Raptors lead Cleveland Cavaliers at halftime. It's 60-47, to 47, the Raptors lead. The Pelicans and the Rockets are playing on ESPN tonight. It is five minutes until the half. 48-43, to 43, the Pelicans lead over the Randall. Rockets. What's Randall doing? Let's take a look. Uh, looking at the Pelicans, Julius Randle has 13 points, three rebounds. He's plus four right now. He's only played eight minutes and 40 seconds. So <laughs> he's actually leading yeah. the team at the moment in points. Davis has got 12 and four. Miracic with 10 and six. So this there could be a, a very a, dangerous team. I believe so. I have them at three, as you remember. Um, uh, there was a game in between there that I, you know, I slipped by. Um, Cleveland and Toronto? Yeah, how's our how's my favorite um, wackadoo besides Fultz, Kawhi Leonard in his debut? Kawhi Leonard has – eight. he's played 18 minutes, 12 points, seven rebounds, two assists. He's at plus 12 right now. Uh, can't bust on that. That's a good half. No, it's a solid outing for him. Uh, the Raptors, I think, are going to be – they're going to be fine. Let, let, let's look at Cleveland for a second here. Um, Rodney Hood re-signed with Cleveland. Now, that almost made me change my prediction of how they're going to look this season. But after looking at this team, TR, there is no leadership here. I mean, Jordan Clarkson's got seven. Colin Sexton, the rookie, with four. He's played eight minutes. But Tristan Thompson's at minus 15. He's got three points, nine rebounds. Rodney Hood, minus 10 with eight points and a rebound. Osman has 7.3 rebounds. He's minus 11. Kevin Love and Kyle Korver and Zizak are the only guys in the plus, and Kevin Love's at plus one. He's got nine points, five rebounds, and he's one of nine shooting. Kevin Love is so far. Ugh. What'd I tell you? But, of course, the Raptors are a very good defensive team, so one game. One game, of course. Yeah. So I'm looking here at the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are playing the Spurs. It is the first quarter. Minnesota trails by eight, 14 to 22. Uh, Wiggins has four. Butler has four. Teague has four. Towns has two, but he does have five rebounds. Minnesota not starting out hot right now. I did take them, TR, with the spread. They were getting three, I believe, tonight against the Spurs, and I thought that was a good play because they do have Butler back playing. So I thought with Butler playing, Spurs lose Murray. Could be a good play. It's early, of course, uh, so you don't you know you don't want to bail on your picks so far. In case you were wondering, my picks for this evening, I did take. Let me find it here. I posted it earlier. I got to find it now. Um, I hate when I do posted that. on the posted on the Wide Men Can't Jump Facebook page. I did. <laughs> I no, I said it. posted. Posted ed. Oh yes. Yes, it was. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I took uh, Milwaukee giving up three against the Hornets tonight. I took Minnesota plus three against the Spurs. I took Utah minus eight and a half against Sacramento, and I took Dallas plus one and a half against Phoenix. Those are my plays for this evening. So right now Milwaukee leads 101 to 96 with 730 left, so that play will be an interesting finish. Uh, Minnesota's trailing right now. They're only down eight, but that game, is it's still early. And 
looking at Sacramento and Utah and Dallas and Phoenix, they don't tip off until 10 and 10.30 respectively tonight. So, yeah. So those are my picks for tonight. We'll see how they play out. I'm one and one so far on my NBA handicapping. Season's young. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's early. You know, I can still bring it back. But I I thought Milwaukee would really just cruise because they were cruising earlier against Charlotte. But, unfortunately, it looks like they took their foot off the gas. Uh, That's what happened. Did see Malik Monk earlier, TR, and he – was uh, he really shot the three ball well uh, when I saw him earlier. He's got 15 tonight, 15 and four, and he is 50% from three. He's five, or that's Kimba, excuse me. He's three of seven from three. Kimba Walker's a a man possessed, by the way, 33 points tonight. Yeah, uh, one of the most underrated players in the NBA. He is. He very much is indeed. Let's look at uh let's take a look here at Brooklyn and Detroit, TR, if you don't mind. The Brooklyn Nets, uh, they've got a few pieces here uh that they've had in the off season. D'Angelo Russell only has eight points, but they've got a shooting guard here. Uh Levert. Twenty two points, three rebounds, two assists so far for him. And Jarrett Allen, fifteen points. Nine rebounds tonight, and he's got four blocks to go along with it. So, Jared Allen being a force in the paint as of right now. Being an R&B fan from back in the day, Eddie and Gerald LeVert were badass. Baby, hold on to me and songs like that, man. Play the tunes. Play some R&B lovemaking tunes. LeVert getting it going in Brooklyn. (laughs) Indeed he is. Uh, looking at the other side, Blake Griffin has 21 and 5. Andre Drummond, 18 and 15 uh, for him. So, not a bad night for Drummond at all. Uh, really, no one else has really been big. Ish Smith's got 11. Kennard with 7. But, man, they're going to need some help uh, with Drummond and Griffin if they plan on having a playoff run this season. Because so far, TR, they've got nothing. Reggie Jackson has 15. Uh, but it's really kind of a a two-man show, per se. Jackson with 15, not bad, but he only has three assists to go with it. Mr. October. Uh, Wrong Jackson. Oh, God. (laughs) Damn it. I've missed these jokes. I have. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But um, speaking of jokes, the one that I played on myself earlier when I played the – the wrong intro music for Stephen P. New. Let's go ahead and get reach out and let you hear the other sponsor of our program. This is WowFreeCam.com. Let's check them out. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. WowFreeCam.com is the number one cam site on the internet, and they are our gracious sponsors, and we want to invite you Check them out over at wowfreecam.com. Anything you could imagine and whatever you want is just one click away if you go to wowfreecam.com. What's some of the things you could check out over on wowfreecam.com? Motorboat? Play the motorboat? You motorboat son of a bitch, you old sailor you. Or you could be into... Two chicks at the same time, man. 
Whatever it is that you're looking up for, WowFreeCam.com will leave you with one reaction and one reaction only. You won't want to miss out all the fun going on at WowFreeCam.com. So be sure to show them some love and go over. Hey, it's in the name. It's all free. Must be 18 or older to access the website. But make sure you get there as quick as you can to check out all the fun going on over at WowFreeCam.com. Again, must be 18 or older to visit. Again, big thanks to our sponsor, Wow. Freecam.com for all they do for the show, as well as the law offices of Stephen P. New. Right. Thank them both. Uh, uh, wow, Freecam, I think, has been since the very beginning, and Stephen P. close. So couldn't do it without him. Yeah, one thing we do want to mention, though, involving Wow, Freecam, is currently uh, being developed is a website for Wide Men Can't Jump. Yes, 3 a.m. rants that I can write instead of, like, jumping on the air and waking everybody up. Yes, that's right. So we're going to be having a website. It's currently in development. We hope to have that uh, to you sooner rather than later. And STR said he's, we're going to have blogs probably some picking. You'll be able to get to our, our shows from there. We're going to try and get some more merchandise up, get a store up. We can't wait to, for you guys to see it. We're working on it currently with the people from Wow Free Cam. I'm not going to say there's going to be titties on there. There won't be. But, hey, we could hope, right? <laughs> well, me, me, you, and Tim, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, that that's always a possibility. I know Tim. No, maybe, that that, maybe, maybe we should save that for Patreon to show our boobs. <laughs> that's right only patreon members will be able to see and sorry we have no patreon members anymore no i'm kidding we love our patreon members speaking of which you can sign up for our patreon account at patreon.com slash wide men can't jump we we're working on some perks for some more patreon members we've had a few patreons on the show to bring on their points of view we definitely want to get our patreons involved in our product because this is not just a product for us. It's a product for everybody and anybody that's involved with it, anybody that contributes. We want you to feel like you're a part of it just like we are. Right on. All right. Talk a little more basketball, TR. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to keep up with the games that's going on tonight, but you said the Sixers have – Two games that you're not considering gimmies by any stretch of the imagination coming up. No, not at all. I bet you there'll be long lines uh, as far as spread-wise, Vegas-wise. Um, I think Mark Hennon's out for, what, two, three weeks, so they'll they'll probably be close to double-digit favorite, favorites against the Bulls here, and I think that's uh, overestimating maybe. Uh, I don't know. They there is an electricity in that building, I must say, um, a renewed vigor uh, since we got Embiid and Simmons on the same squad. <clears throat> it's a little tough, but uh, we do have a very good home court advantage. But um, as far if they play anything like they did last night, they they certainly won't, you know, steamroll through Chicago or Orlando. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here a little bit. What would you do 
given this team that you've got now, you have no control over it. They hand you the, the reins to this team. This is the team. This is what you're dealing with. There's all this hype, all this press. Everybody wants to know who's going to do what. You're supposed to be one of the top three teams in the East, according to the experts, except us. Um, what do you do after that performance that you saw last night? What do, what do you need to do? Do you need to change a game plan? Other than saying, okay, we need to just trade these guys. What would you, as a as a coach or somebody that knows the game, would do? What would you want to do or think you should do to improve this team? I can't say fire Brett Brown because it just you can't fire a coach after one game, and he had a uh, false fifty-two win season last year because of that Bellinelli Ilyasova crazy win streak against teams, most of which to tank. But if I were in Brett Brown's shoes, I would say, fuck you, Joshua Harris. I'm already wealthy from my coaching years, and I can sue you if you fire me. So I'm going to tell egotistical Ben Simmons, yeah, you're going to be the point guard, and you're going to get your triple doubles and your flashy ESPN shit. But you're going to start next to this guy undrafted from Arizona, T.J. McConnell. It seems to make the team play better, whether he has stats or not, whether he was undrafted, whether it's sexy or not, and whether it will draw people to come to the building. And if he gets an offensive rebound, he he will handle the ball, and you will slide into a different position. And then I would make sure Joel Embiid stays in the paint when he catches the ball high, keeps it up high, and does not think that he's a point guard himself. Uh, I would get Covington the hell out of the starting lineup, maybe say you can be a six-man if you do not shoot the fucking ball. Just play defense. That's all we want you to do is play fucking defense. Uh, I I would try to create some scenarios for Dario Saric, uh, without having to have him run out to the three-point line to get a shot off. He's a tough inside player. I'd have to watch the personnel during practice and so forth to to make some space for both he and Joel to play down low and bang. Um, I would also uh, keep Redick minutes limited. I'd realize that he can still shoot the three, but certainly – at 33 years old in year 16, he's not going to be my guy. I'm going to listen to Nate Bush, my um, uh, understudy GM or whatever you would be called. And <laughs> I, I would say he was high on this Chandler guy from the nuggets that I didn't pay too much attention to. We got to get him when he's healthy in this rotation. I would have faults in the G league and make him play basketball as opposed to whatever the fuck he does when he doesn't, show up, play actual competition and keep an eye on him, whether he's going to be a bust or he actually has some talent. And, uh, and you know, a little sprinkle of Schmidt and Mascala and everybody else to, to get some outside shooting. And that, that would be basically it. I just, I just don't like the rotations he puts in. And, I, you know, I just relying on J.J. Redick as your – get us out of a jam and shoot when he's 33 years old is unfair to JJ and it's just not going to work plain and simple. He's too old to be doing all that. Yeah. And don't forget whenever you look at, um, I should, 
I should say Go before ahead. before you before you start, I I would use Amir Johnson a little more just for veteran presence and 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 spelling Embiid. Embiid's better when if Embiid starts to get frustrated. If you notice last night, uh, he had a turnover I think to Tatum where he did a soft pass that I, I believe it was Tatum that just exploded to the other side of the floor. Could have been Rozier. Could have been uh, Jalen. One of them. It was a terrible turnover from Embiid, and he doesn't even hustle to the other side of the court. He just gets lost and frustrated. Uh, when you see that look in his eye like he just doesn't care, get him the fuck out, put Amir Johnson in. That's it. Okay. Um, one thing I have noticed, though, whenever Simmons and Fultz are both out on the court together, the denial to Embiid is ridiculous. Uh, the teams yeah. back off. They're they're like, okay, go ahead, shoot, we dare you. Yep. And they can't. Yep. <laughs> so yep. that's really denying the ball to your big man. But well, let's switch gears here. I'm looking at this Pacers score, and it's all over but the crying. Uh, the Indiana Pacers are running away with this one. 103 to 75 is the score right now. Uh, big lead for them. Um, so many people in double figures. Corey Joseph, Tyreek Evans, Sabonis, Oladipo, Thad Young, Bogdanovich, all in double figures. Thad Young and Tyreek Evans finish at plus 23. Sabonis finishes at plus 26. Corey Joseph is at plus 28 at the moment. Doug McDermott is at 20 in the plus minus. Um, it's just – and Aaron Holiday's already scored – He's played a minute, and he's already got three points. <laughs> he's out there shooting, and that's what yeah. you want him to do. They got this guy yeah. shooting like crazy. Um, Darren Collison had a rough night tonight. Uh, Darren Collison, zero points, one rebound, five assists. Now, you can't have that kind of night. I know this is a runaway, but you need Darren Collison clicking on all cylinders if you're this Pacers team and you really want to make a go out of this. Uh, Corey Joseph's a fine backup. Don't get me wrong, but Collison's your guy. He's the straw that stirs this drink. Collison played 25 minutes tonight, as did Joseph so far. So Collison might be in a little danger here, T.R., possibly losing that starting job. I don't think so. I think it's probably more along the lines of uh, Kyrie and Hayward, where it's just a clunker of a rusty, maybe nerves, whatever you have. Maybe. And, uh, I agree with what you say that you can't have those kind of games if you're going to be a top tier, um, you know, especially marquee playoff type game or marquee game against, you know, the top teams in the East or the West, but you can throw in a clunker once in a while against a team like that. And uh, the key is as to why I put Indiana being the number one seed when all is said and done is because of the word team. And as you just ran down, everybody but him had a great game tonight. So, yeah, um, I mean, if you if have he has a if pattern you're a starter, of clunkers, I'd worry. Yeah, okay, I understand that. But if you if you're a starter, you have zero points, one rebound, and five assists, and your team's up by about thirty. I think you're doing okay as a team. I think you're going to be all right. Um, I'm just looking here at the the plus minus for the Grizzlies. Oh my God, it's putrid. Chandler Parsons minus nineteen. Jamichael Green minus twenty nine. Jaron Jackson, minus 20. Shelvin Mack, minus 19. Mike Conley, minus 11. Kyle Anderson, minus 10. Oh, it's so bad, and I don't even see Javon Carter on their roster. So I'm trying to figure that one out. Um, 
they've got they've got Wayne they've got Wayne Selden on the bench, but no Javon Carter on this bench. I guess he's like the 14th or 15th guy. Um, what a what a sad state because that dude could come in and make immediate impact for this Grizzlies team. I don't know. With uh, let's, I really let's just let's let's just assume he's hurt. I, I haven't really paid attention to. He that did era. he did get injured in summer league, so they may be rotating him back in slowly. But um, they're going to need him very sooner rather than later if Memphis wants to turn anything around. But Memphis TR, I, I just don't see them. I don't see it. I haven't saw it. Um, you know, their representative was saying, you know, they think they can make the playoffs this year. What? I didn't want to say he did. The guy that we had on the show thought, yeah, this team, if they're healthy, could make the playoffs. And uh, I call that drinking the Kool-Aid where I come from, but I don't know. This doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Was that I, – I missed that or I forgot about it probably purposely. I, don't, I think that was um, – I think you were – I think you were working at that time, so I think it was me and Tim uh, handled that show. But a uh, quick update here on my Wolves. 29-34, to 34, the Wolves trail. Andrew Wiggins gets to double figures, 10 points, and uh, knocked down a couple threes, actually. He's uh, four of nine from the field, so not the best shooting percentage at the moment. But, hey, I like to see that he's actually shooting the ball. I like to see that he's being aggressive. He's got 10 points so far, and... Uh, Butler's only got six towns. Towns needs to pick it up. He's only got three so far, but he does have six boards, but towns really needs to pick it up. He hasn't made a, he hasn't made a shot yet. He's over two and that's a problem. Yeah. You're not going to beat the Spurs if towns doesn't come out and, and play. So first, we'll see what happens. It's early. It's the first game in NBA history where there's more trash talking from his <laughs> own teammate than the guy who's guarding him. Very true. On Andrew Wiggins and Cat. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Um, a quick update on that, that situation. The uh did you see the trade the bull that the Wolves turned down? No. Oh, what, what they turned down now. Well, they turned down the original report was Josh Richardson and a first round pick from the Heat. Apparently yeah. the trade they turned down was Josh Richardson a pick, a first-round pick, and Dion Waiters for Jimmy Butler. Wow. What the hell are you waiting for? Pull the trigger on that. Shit. Waiters is a Philly guy, too. Not that that matters. But. I mean, Waiters, like, is Waiters Jimmy Butler? Is, is Waiters and Richardson together Jimmy Butler? No. Is Waiters and, and Richardson going to be as good and productive as Jimmy Butler? No. But you're getting rid of of drama. You're getting rid of a guy who who has caused more trouble than really he's worth. So I don't understand why that deal was not accepted almost immediately. Apparently, from what I heard, the president of basketball operations, Mr. Tom Thibodeau, the brilliant mind that he is, decided that he wanted more out of the trade than just Deion Waiters, Josh Richardson, and the first-round pick. You know what I say to that, T.R.? I'm having trouble with That's what I say. That bastard, nice. he's killing me. Why is he not fired? Oh, he is dummy. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dummy. Oh. Yeah. I bet I it, I I bet it's all 
it's all an angle between the owner, Thibodeau, and Butler toughen up Wiggins and Towns. Complete, thrown into the angle was Rachel Nichols' uh, redheaded <laughs> vagina flying to Minnesota and servicing Butler to t- for him to act his part. <laughs> oh, what a she whore is. she is. Uh, that makes me like her even more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the wolves, um, they're giving me they're, they're giving me a headache already, and it's the first damn game of the season. So, uh, quick update: halftime, New Orleans Pelicans seventy-one, Houston Rockets fifty-four. Pelicans, look out! Randall seventeen points, three rebounds. Plus eight Alan, right now. I seem to remember a preview last week where people were talking about Julius Randle and uh, playing well there and, and, and the Rockets maybe taking a step back and Melo suck, uh, sucking the air out of that team. I, I forget what yeah, show that it, was on. You know, that was on some show. I, I'm having trouble remembering which one it was. Uh, you know. So many shows people out are gonna, there, you know. There's so many. There's there's so many. There's only one that gets it right. I just can't remember the name of the show. But, you know, TR, when you sit here, and, and we're kind of tooting our own horn, I know, I know, we are, and we're sorry. We're not really sorry, but we'll just say we are. Right. I don't understand why people don't listen. Like, we, we saw this coming, at least for this. And, and let's see how let's see how the Rockets are faring. Harden only has 10 Anthony has eight. Paul has eight. I can't wait for this. Carmelo Anthony's plus minus. <laughs> oh, goodness. Carmelo Anthony minus 17, ladies and gentlemen, right now. He'll get uh, you eight and give it up 18. Yeah, apparently. Uh, actually, Harden minus 16. Paul minus 19. Melo minus 17. Eric Gordon minus 15. P.J. Tucker minus 15, which is odd from him. And, you know, the Wolves actually yeah. were trying to get P.J. Tucker off of the Rockets, too. They were trying to get Tucker and Eric Gordon for Jimmy Butler, but they wouldn't budge on P.J. Tucker. So, very interesting, very interesting there. So, keeping an eye on these games here, let's go back up. We got a tie ball game in Milwaukee, in Charlotte, Milwaukee and Charlotte, 111-111 with 36 seconds to go. Go ahead and pull that up here on League Pass, and let's uh, – turn the volume down so it doesn't interrupt and let's see how it ends but yeah so unless Milwaukee not looking good for me TR on my call here with Milwaukee giving up three to the Hornets but either way um a good game to start out the the season there Charlotte playing Um, hard I bet uh, you Kimball Walker had a lot to do with it yeah I uh that shocks me I I a lot of teams take the uh, foot off the pedal as you as you stated but not to the point where they come back and the game's in jeopardy, except unless they're yeah. called the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, who, I, I would hope that Giannis takes over and shows why he's going to be the MVP this year. Well, he just got fouled going to the basket. So you looks like Giannis is going to be shooting free throws. The Hornets are up by one right now, 112 to 111. So... Giannis is uh, Giannis is going to have a jumper here, or he's going to have two free throws from the looks of things, and hopefully my phone doesn't die so I can finish the end of this game. 
as my television's not facing me. I have this pulled up on my phone. So League Pass is the best investment ever. I'm just going to say that. It's well worth the $200 a year. I, I pay it every year, and I'm, I never regret it. <clears throat> yeah, it's good, except when they block out your home team's fucking games. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, I do hate when they do that. But luckily, the, when my home team gets blocked out, it's the Cleveland Cavaliers, so I don't get mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I can't get mad about that. But the, the Hornets... Uh, one thing I do want to mention about them is the Hornets have went back to the old style of court that they used to have. They have the paint that is the floor color, and outside of the paint is colored in again uh, in front of the three-point line. I love that. I love how they do that. It looks like it's right, old you've throwback. You've been there, right? Oh, yeah, several times been there. I love, love going to Charlotte to watch a game. Um, had very good seats there when I go. It's usually, it's a great city to visit. I enjoy Charlotte. Uh, you know, if, if I wasn't a T-Wolves fan, I'd probably root. I, I like Kimball Walker, so I would probably root for them. Uh, but I do like, I like going down there. I love the city. It's right near a nice place where you get some good food. You know, there's beer on tap at everywhere you go. So it's fun. And Giannis puts the bucks up by one. There's 24 and a half left in the game. For the Hornets, so unless the Bucks hit a steal the ball and hit a three here, my prediction may not hold on the on the games here today. So we'll see. We'll see. They were giving the Hornets three, so maybe they're better than I thought. And three to win it, and they miss. Uh, Kimball Walker ran in, tried to take the layup, missed it. Tapped out to Batum, who was wide open, and he didn't even come close. And Bucks win 113-112. That's your final. So, big win for the Bucks as Giannis ices the game. Let's take a look at the score sheet real quick here. Let's uh, Since this game went final, we'll look here at the box score. If my phone doesn't die on me, it might die here in a second. I'll have to get a plugger and charge her up. But let's take a look. Before she dies here, uh, Greek Freak twenty five eighteen and eight, so big night for him. <laughs> Bledsoe's, <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Uh, Kimba on the other side, forty one points for Kimba Walker. Whoo, <laughs> goodness. Yeah. How about our boy Malik Monk, eighteen points, second leading scorer for the Hornets tonight. Can't get mad at uh, he was that. Up, he was up there in my in my Markel Fultz draft. But he got banged around a little bit with his uh, with his leg or whatever. What did what, what he hurt? His knee or ankle? I forget. But um, uh, I think he hurt both. Actually, um, he he's been d- dealing with like many nagging injuries on and off. And uh, that's a guy that I'm really happy to see is is uh, at least for now he's back on the court. He's looking good. I like that he's developing. And he was a man. Was he a prime talent coming out of college or what? Man, oh man, that dude was money coming out of Kentucky. Yep. And he was yep. such a and good he player. And Lonzo, he and Lonzo Ball dominated the McDonald's game in high school. I mean, it, he, he had star written all over him. I'm glad to see he's healthy. Yeah, me too. I really am. And uh, I was surprised last year whenever um, the Knicks passed on him. I really thought the Knicks was going to take him, but they passed on him two years ago. Um, I think they took Nitatilina. Nit- Nit- yeah, they did. Um, I know you were going to get to that. 
Well, um, I'll tell you this. Coach Fizz heard on a press conference the other day, Coach Fizz is saying he wants to turn Frank Nittacolina into a defensive stopper. That's what he wants to turn him into. He wants that guy to be the defensive player. And I actually like that idea because he's not going to be a scorer. He's not. That's not what he does. This dude is lanky. He's long. He's got long arms, got a good base. He can move. He can handle the ball. This guy could be a defensive nightmare for teams if you're trying if you need somebody to guard. He will really bother a lot of people if he turns into a defensive kind of minded player. There you go. Yeah, so him and could not even look at the fucking ball unless it's in somebody else's hands. Honestly, you need players like that. You need those Tony Allen type players, those PJ Tucker type yeah. players. Every championship team has one. You can uh-huh. go back. There's always one of those guys on a championship team. You can even go back team by team and pick the guy. Because your superstars are not going to be, you. more than likely, they're not going to be your great defenders. But with this guy, he is definitely, could be a great defender. And they'll use him if he's able to come back and develop and learn those defensive skills. How about Fultz? Covington and Sarge for Butler. Take it or leave it. Fultz, Sarge, Covington for Butler. Covington. Mm-hmm. I'd take it. I'd take it. Deal. You don't understand. You don't understand how bad I want rid of that dude, do you? <laughs> I'm at the point where well, I would do it for Josh Josh Richardson in a pick. <laughs> I, I mean, I might regret it because he comes with a lot of baggage, but. Uh... And he you comes know, with a one-year yeah. contract that's up, and he can go anywhere he wants next season, too. But yeah, T.R., for sure. T.R., joining us right now is our guy. We've had him on the show many, many times before. From Bleacher Report, our guy Kelly Scaletta. Kelly, what's up, dude? Hey, how you guys doing? Happy NBA season. Yes, sir. Isn't it wonderful? Uh, thanks. Isn't it wonderful? Thanks for coming on, Kel. No problem. No problem. Happy to talk, Oops. Great. You guys were well, talking let, about Jimmy Butler, I guess, right? Yeah, as a T Wolves yeah, fan, bit. yeah, I, I'm dying to get rid of him. I want him gone. I want uh, him gone yesterday. Um, I can't stand the guy. You know, uh, I don't know. I think he <laughs> here, here's my here's my view on that. If he just if he took a bunch of third stringers and beat Cat and Wiggins, the problem is not Jimmy Butler. I, mean, yeah, I can't argue that. I'm not going to, I'm not arguing that. I agree. My issue with him is, yeah, like, I don't think there was any doubt who the best player on that team was or is. There's no doubt in my mind who the best player on that team is. And there's no doubt in my mind that he should be because he's 29 years old. He's in his prime where Wiggins and Cat, where Cat to me will be the best player on that team soon. Wiggins, the jury's still out on. He just kind of seems disinterested on a lot of things. He's not to me. Wiggins isn't going to become the player that his number one draft pick held up to. But to me, he's still a good enough player that he could play on this team and be helpful. Butler but, but here's down. The thing. The, go ahead. I, I I don't think it has any. See, here's like it's not just like one day he woke up with a wild hair up his butt. 
and decided to take Wiggins and, and Towns to school. It's like he had that whole season. And he was yeah, – I think it's an interesting contrast because both Wiggins and Cat were taken number one overall, right? Yeah. And where, where, were, where was Jimmy Butler taken? 30. He was taken last in the first round, right? They were the yeah. number one overall pick. He was taken last in the first round. And so how did he go from being taken last in the first round to being a top 10 to 15 player in the league? Oh, Jimmy Work. worked his butt off. He's a hard worker. He worked his There's butt no off. doubt. He, he, he is like, he's got that Kobe Bryant style work ethic, right? And, and I think what he was trying to prove to them, and he, he said afterwards, right, that they have more talent than him. And I think he was trying to prove to them, look, this is why you need to work. Just having talent is not enough. And I think he's probably been trying to make that, like to deliver that message all last season and, and it wasn't being picked up. I think Thibodeau probably doesn't help matters because he's like stalling on the basketball court. You know, he's, he's just like, I, as a Bulls fan, I got, I, I like Thibodeau at first, but he wears you out. You know, it's just like, okay, enough already. You know, they didn't join the army. They play basketball. And, and so, you know, like just all the hollering and stuff, it's just like, you know, just shut up and sit down already. I feel sorry for whoever buys season tickets and sits behind Thibodeau's uh, standing and yelling place. Anyway. Oh, I, um, I wish I, I, I wish I had those tickets because I would constantly say, will you shit, will you sit down and shut <laughs> up? Son of a bitch. That dude is so, so annoying, like. I was so happy when the T-Wolves hired him. I was so excited when he got hired. And this guy has come in. He he trades for Jimmy Butler, which I get. But he gets rid of all the young talent, all the pieces we had. And now he's trying to turn us into the Timber Bulls. Meanwhile, the best player that he brought Actually, in. I call him the Timber Bulls. Yeah, really, the Timber Bulls. That's about it. And he brings in all these players. He wants all these defensive-minded guys, which the Wolves need help on defense. I won't argue that. We have no shooters at all. Our best shooter is either Jimmy Butler or Carl Anthony Towns. Jimmy Butler openly wants out, and to the point where Jimmy Butler comes in, outworks our, our two number one picks that we have, and then goes on SportsCenter and goes out of his way to just make this announcement of, yeah... Oh, uh, you know, it's just one of them things that I ain't, I ain't bald in a while. I ain't bald in a while. Shut up, Jimmy Butler. We know what you're <laughs> doing. It's a, it's a publicity stunt because you want gone and you want to piss everybody off to the point where they have to but, get but rid of even, you. Even, like, even if it is a publicity stunt, think of it this way. If I came up to you and you're a number one pick and you're, you're the future of the team, right, and I say I'm going to clown your ass, so badly, I'm going to take the end of the bench, and I'm going to beat both your asses. Then I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to tell Wise and Rachel what I did to you. And you can't even stop me. And, yeah, it's a publicity stunt, but you can't do anything about it. And then you go out and you proceed to do the very thing that you said you were going to do. Isn't that worse for Wiggins in town? Like, if they knew they were getting clowned and couldn't stop him from clowning them? 
Well, again, the, to me, I talked to TR about this uh, a while back, and this is a softer generation that's coming up, honestly. And that's just how I look at Honestly, and that's it's how I look de- at it. It's your, it's, it's your is generation, Green <laughs> Is Draymond Green Soft? Is Anthony Davis They're older. A little bit. They're not. They're, I mean, it's not like. There, there, there's a generational difference between Draymond oh, Green and okay. Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll just say this. These are two guys who don't respond to that way of things being done. Now, that's, you know, right or wrong, good or bad. Now, if it were me and somebody got in my grill like that, I'd trip his ass. I mean, I, I would do everything in the world to stop him. I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't allow it. What are you, you know, if, what are you, if we Grayson Allen? Yeah, if I got to be. I mean, honestly, if he wants people to buck up on him, I'd do it. But that's just me. These are two guys, and honestly, I've complained about Wiggins' disinterest in playing basketball. He always looks like he's bored. But meanwhile, right now, he's actually got 16 at halftime against the Spurs. So maybe it woke him up or something. I don't know. So, again, Butler, well, that's, he may that's what I think. If I'm Towns or Wiggins, I take that and I go, he's got a point. I need to work well, harder, I hope, and I give I commit I hope, myself to working harder. Well, I hope that I hope that works. I really do, and I hope that he gets that across. But at the same time, I want Butler gone yesterday. I'm so sick of the <laughs> drama. I'm so sick of hearing about Jimmy Butler, and he complains about young talent everywhere he goes. So Jimmy, please go somewhere else and bitch about somebody else's talent. As a T Wolves fan, I think I'm begging the right thing. I'll give you that. I think he would be a great fit in Houston because he and Chris Paul could try and out-asshole each other all the time. And I think well, that James uh-huh. Harden would end up – like, I think it would end up having a positive effect on James Harden. I, I think if as, he was on Houston, they'd be great. As long as we don't end up with Carmelo Anthony in the trade, I'm cool with it. I do not want Carmelo Anthony. Sure. Well, to switch uh, gears a little bit, um, go ahead. Kelly. Sorry, Gr, you get me on the wolves. You know, I'm sorry. Well, I'm going <laughs> back to my. I'm going back to my team. Um, go ahead. I'll take Butler. I'll take Butler. I'll I'll, I'll give Minnesota Markel Fultz and uh, Robert Covington uh, express mail. I'll send them on a plane right now, wherever they're at, Jimmy, San Antonio. Jimmy on the Sixers would be legendary, man. Oh they, I mean, he would he would be a perfect. Can you imagine like Ben Simmons, Joe Embiid, and Jimmy Butler together defensively? It would like, be it would be fun. That would be like you'd have the one, the three, and the five, right? Just locked up forever. And it's not like the rest of the de- you know the, the defense is bad, but that would be that just be terrifying, man. That would be terrifying. I sat there. I said I admitted to Nate last week because I try to keep it real, being a Philly guy. But I, I hate Philly talk radio. They're just such sheep in this town. I, I try to keep myself from listening to it and falling into the drinking the Kool Aid. But uh, I started leaning towards Embiid and, and Simmons, and I had some optimism last night, uh, not thinking logically that they've regressed from last season and the Celtics added their two best players. Granted, they didn't play well at all last night, 
And quite frankly, uh, other than Jason Tatum, maybe the Celtics had maybe Baines. Celtics had an average game, and it was never in doubt. And it was just a fact of reality. Um, coming from another market, Kelly, what do you what do you think about the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers this year? I love the Sixers. I, oh, I think I, like I was I was really impressed with Boston <laughs> last night, but I, but I love the Sixers. I love Ben Simmons. And I, I there are I, he, like there, there are a handful of players that I saw in their rookie year, and I was like, this guy is a generational player. All right, the first guy I saw like that was Michael Jordan in his rookie year. Yeah, there was never some players I saw that I didn't see their rookie year. I wasn't old enough. I saw Michael Jordan's rookie year. I was like, that dude is gonna be a legend. Uh, Tim Duncan. Or, well, Shaq was the next one. And then Duncan was the next one, and then LeBron was the next one. Ben Simmons is the fifth player that I've seen like that. Ben Simmons is going to be the best player in the league someday. And Joel Embiid might very well be the second best player in the league. But Ben Al, Simmons Al, is going to be great. I don't care. You know, people are like, oh, what about his jumper? He doesn't have a jumper. Well, shut up. I don't care if he doesn't have a jumper. He does literally <laughs> everything else. <laughs> Well, we we need we need somebody in our starting backcourt to at least shoot the yeah. ball a, a little bit. Yeah, you need to surround him with with people that have shots, and you know there there is that. But the way he breaks down defenses, and I mean, like when you're shooting sixty percent from the field and averaging twenty twenty five points a game, you know who cares if they're not coming from three, like. You know, and, and and when you're averaging 10 assists a game, it's not like, you know, where, where are those shots coming from? I, I, I think it's just dumb to complain about him not having a jump. And I think he'll develop one. I, he made a shot from, like, 10 feet yesterday. Yeah, uh, you know, he's, actually, start. he's actually, he's actually <laughs> you know, you probably know this already, but he's actually a better shooter with his right hand. Um that, yeah. that that was about the – I think that was the 10-foot, or maybe that was a little closer that he stuck yesterday. I had no complaints with Ben last night. It was just uh, – this Markel Fultz got to go. Uh, Covington's just a dumbbell. He can just play defense. That's how he gained his notoriety here and worked his way up the chain. Uh, a great work ethic. And once in a while, they, they, he'd get on a streak of threes and everybody would be misled and what have you. He's not an offensive player. He's a defensive player. Yeah, um, he's a great defensive player, though. I mean, yeah, he is a I mean, really, really good defensive player. But to to me, I mean, I know it's professional basketball, and you can't just put a guy in the corner and say play defense. But I I cringe every time he touches the ball. Uh, I don't yeah, want him he, shooting ever. Um, <laughs> defense, fine, but just I don't know. Put some stick him on his hand on the other side of the court or something. Um, I could see loving the Sixers for the excitement factor for Ben and, and when Embiid's playing the right way, it, it's a hell of a show. But And I, I wouldn't just, I wouldn't fun. be too hard on Fultz yet. I mean, essentially, this is uh, this is basically his rookie season, you know. Uh, um, it's, so it's I think you have to give him – well, look, 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 the Sixers have not exactly been great with their rookies, right, during their first years. Uh, out of out of uh, college, you know, Embiid. You, you gotta give you gotta give folks this. 
he did better his first year out of college than Embiid and Simmons combined. Yeah, he played. <laughs> exactly. He just he did. I'll play. say this: Embiid and Simmons' his first year out of college, they did average what I averaged in my NBA career. So. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah. mine. Um, hey, can I that. can can I borrow your guys' podcast for a rant? Sure, <laughs> a JBG sure. style rant. Because because this this just happened to me on Twitter tonight, and it aggravates the hell out of me. You ever you ever uh, talk to somebody and um, they're like, oh, the the Warriors the Warriors are lose are ruining the league. It, the season doesn't matter because we already know who's going to win the championship. You know, or you, you you post something from a regular season game, and you, some some smug know-it-all says, "Oh, you know, the regular season doesn't matter." Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like that. Like to me, it's like, okay, are you a basketball fan or a championship fan? Because if you're a championship fan, just shut up and sit on your hands until the finals are there. Then you can cut in and weigh in on whatever whoever wins. But just shut up until then. If you don't think that anything matters until the finals, then just shut up. I don't want to – why do I have to hear your uninformed opinion about how little the regular season matters? Because your opinion matters less than the regular season. You know, if you're a basketball fan, enjoy the basketball. Like, why can't we just enjoy good basketball? You know, why can't we enjoy the plays? Why can't we enjoy the, the drama of a great game? We had a great game tonight. You know, the Hornets yeah. nearly came back and, and beat the the Bucks, and the Bucks held on. It was a great game. Yeah. You know, yeah, the Bastards we're not going to care who won that game in December. But it was still like I enjoyed watching that game. And it just bothers me that people can't just enjoy basketball. You can't say something about a player without somebody going, uh, bringing up MVP or, you know, something that happened last year. It's like just shut up and enjoy the game. If you're a basketball fan, be a basketball fan. Enjoy watching basketball. Like, why is that so hard these days? Anyway, that's my JVG rant. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I honestly, do I think the Warriors are going to repeat as champions? Yeah, I do. Do I care? Not really. For the, I'll, compl- I'll probably complain when it gets here. But I will say that I ordered League Pass again. I watched the games. I podcast about them. I just love the NBA and basketball in general. So for me, watching the season about how you get to the finals is more important to me than what happens in the finals. That's just me. Yeah, exactly. I love well, that so I, I, mean, I, I agree with the rant too. And, and also uh, maybe in the Warriors case uh, to some degree, but it's not a foregone conclusion. Anyway, I mean, I agree with the premise. If you're a championship fan, then shut the fuck up and, and check back with us in, you know, the summer. But, um, you know, I predicted Indiana to have the over number one overall seed this this season by season's end because I think I think it's going to take time for Boston even. Yeah, I did uh, in the East. I think uh, <clears throat> that is a gutsy call, man. That is a gutsy call. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mock you for it. That's just gutsy. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, fair. I'm mocking for it. It's uh, okay. But 
you got a, you got a team with Oladipo flew flew the team down to Miami to be with him as a team. They they picked up Tyreek Evans, et cetera, et cetera. They own the Sixers. They beat the Sixers every time they play them here. They do fair against Boston, et cetera. And, and I, I just factored in that much like uh, Golden State last year was not the number one seed in the West. Uh, a team can kind of rest on its laurels during a regular season. Now, I, I didn't say Indiana is going to win at all or represent the East in the final. But as far as regular season and that kind of shit, I enjoy. I enjoy seeing them come out to a 30-point win tonight and playing as a team when Darren Collison had a bad game and the rest of the team was all plus 20, plus 25. It's very granted they were playing one of the two or three worst teams in the league. Uh, however, uh, you know, I enjoy those predictions. Nate and I, everybody thinks Nate and I are crazy. I don't know. This will be, this will be tough, Kelly, because everybody says we're nuts. We've predicted collectively, independently, but collectively we were shocked that we both agreed that Chicago, if healthy, can take the eighth seed in the East. Are we crazy? I thought it's possible that their defense during the preseason was just awful. Oh, my goodness. It's like one time my dog ate her poop, and then she threw up the, the, the poop that she ate. And that kind of looked like the the Bulls' defense. I mean. I know exactly what you're talking about, unfortunately. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I really like the Bulls' young core of talent. Now, I'm not going to say they're going to have any defensive players of the year coming out of there, but Chris Dunn, I like Chris Dunn as a defender. Uh, Levine's just a pure scorer. I watched him so much in Minnesota. That's just his game. Really fell in love with marketing last year after I I predicted he would not be much coming out. Shows what I know. Uh, Really like Wendell Carter. I I just really like that core. And Jabari Parker, I'm a fan of, so... If he's healthy and can stay there, then I'm like, yeah, why can't this team make the playoffs? I mean, to me, you for, you there's for, no – forgot, You forgot the main ingredient, that Bobby Portis right to the jaw every time they get you know, oh, another yeah, I mean, team Bobby on the Bobby Portis, that's, that's the guy I want on my that, side that, if somebody's that, coming that, at me. My favorite line on this subject is somebody told me that Bobby Portis gives them a puncher's chance. <laughs> 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 For that, That's... I give this. <laughs> That's actually I like one that. I wish I wrote. I wish I wrote that. that one. That's a good one. I'm a fan of that. But you know, I just the Bulls. I'm a, I like them, and our listeners are probably tired of hearing about Mon and TR's crazy predictions. But you know, these are things that we believe and we think. And I'll tell you this much: we've been right about a lot of stuff, and we're only one day into the season. Um, so far, but Kelly, let me get your thoughts. Last night, the Warriors have their game. Hey, hey, hang on, hang on. Before before we move on, I got to tell you guys my my Pacers story. Since you guys think the Pacers, you'll love this story. So I was at this conference uh, this summer, and uh, Kevin Pritchard was there, and uh, he was telling this story about they were it was right after they got they they made the trade. And they're on a flight back from Oklahoma City with, with Oladipo. And okay. uh, one of them asks Oladipo, what's it like to play with Russell Westbrook? You know? And uh, yeah, he says, he says, you know, 
he set an NBA record for usage percentage last year. And they're like, yeah, okay, but what's it like to play with him? And he says, <laughs> you know, Russell Westbrook set an NBA record for usage percentage <laughs> last year. It was fun to watch, I think, would be what Old Depot had to say about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, uh, so, speaking so. Of Thunder and Westbrook, was- uh, Thunder were Westbrookless last night as they took on the Golden State Warriors in Golden State at the at Oracle Arena. Golden State gets their rings last night. Places hopping, um, but they don't have Westbrook. But yet they still only lose by eight to a Warriors team that didn't look fantastic, in my opinion. What's your thoughts on that game last night? Uh, okay, well, to be fair, I fell asleep halfway through it because I, I was really tired, and I haven't got my NBA body in shape. I haven't got – I'm not in NBA viewing shape yet, so. Uh, Understandable. I, I the, 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 um, the, uh, the, the thing about that is, is you talk to players that have won championships, ring night is always crazy. Ring night is like the worst night to judge a team because, you know, they've got all the, you know, they got the family coming in from out of town. They're getting the rings. They're all excited about the rings, you know, and they're just like game one out of 82. They won a championship last year. They've been to the, they've been to the finals, like since Obama was president, you know, it's like, (laughs) which, which was actually only two years ago, but it feels like two decades ago. But, um, you know, like they, 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 they've just – they have been through this so many times. Like, this game to, that didn't matter to them at all. It's just, you know, like the first game of the year and they had all this other stuff going on. So I, I would read absolutely nothing into that. Um, I think the one thing, if I'm a Warriors fan, Steph looked really good. He looks healthy. He looks great. Um, and uh, – you know, as far as the, the Thunder go, Westbrook being, you know, he, he, he's supposed to be back, you know, before too long, I think. It sounds, sounds like he, he's feeling fine. I, 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 that, the the Roberson, Roberson missing, though, is, man, that's, that might be bigger than, than just, you know, not, not saying he matters more than Westbrook, but missing a couple of months of Roberson matters more than missing a couple of games of Westbrook. That, so, that there, that there is my Robert Robert Covington, Roberson. Just defend and do all the dumb shit and rebound. Not dumb shit, important shit, but not Sports Center type stuff. Uh, make Covington Roberson. I, I hear what you're saying about his value to Oklahoma. Their defense last year when he was on the court was so much better. People are like, oh, but he can't shoot, and it's like, who cares? I mean, it's not like Westbrook's going to just take his shots anyway. So, <laughs> well, always, always remember that that every team, and I said this earlier in the episode, every team needs that that shooter, that guy, or not shooter, but that defender, that guy who's just he's a lockdown defender. Hey, this is the guy we're going to put on your best guy. Yeah, do what you can. Um, you know, the Rockets have it with P.J. Tucker. The Warriors have it with Draymond Green. Clay Thompson's a great defender, of course, as well. So we see it with all great teams. They've always got that one guy who's usually a fantastic defender. 
Um, and Roberson's that guy. But what do you think of Schroeder last night? I was impressed with what he did on the on the court. I, I you know, I, I thought he was good, but um, he can be kind of streaky. I, I'm still I agree. I agree with that. I'm still so curious. Hair. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking about doing that, but I, I decided it was too obvious, so I left it alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I, I like I I I, I want to see him more, and I want to see what happens when he and Westbrook are there together. Uh, Westbrook has a way of stealing other people's thunder. I, I'm not. I don't know how I, I feel about Westbrook. Like he's he's intense. That was pretty he's good. Like, what's that? <laughs> Westbrook thunder. You, other people thunder. Oh, I that. <laughs> I accidentally found. So, so, um, well, I mean, your your name uh, on Twitter is Machine Pun Kelly, so <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah. right. When I saw, I like, I'm I'm not into rap music, but the moment I saw Machine Gun Kelly uh, trending, I was like, oh, that's got to be my name. So, yeah, I I went right away. And if anybody that follows me on Twitter will like 100 percent endorse that. Uh, <laughs> I'm seeing it. I know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, so, so we were talking about, oh yeah, Westbrook and Schroeder, you know, Westbrook is shrewd, but Dennis is Schroeder. <laughs> hey <laughs> I just had to do right that. On. Oh, I had to go. Uh, like but, but, um, what, I, like with Westbrook, I, I, I don't know how to feel about him because like when I'm watching him, Especially on offense, you know, like I love his intensity. I love his aggressiveness. I love just like the way he always seems angry at everyone and the ball and the net and like just like he's just like he's if the Tasmanian Devil were a basketball player, he would be Russell Westbrook. And um, and I I, I kind of love that and I hate it at the same time. You know, I, I you know like like. Westbrook is really, really inefficient. And I think people gloss over how inefficient he is. Uh, and I've tried to – I've done stuff to try and, and and justify his inefficiency. You know, I've looked at different things and thought, okay, well, you know, he's really inefficient, but because he's so aggressive and because he dominates the rim so much, he makes everybody else around him more efficient. And he kind of does, but not enough to – like you can't really justify it, just how incredibly inefficient he is. Like his MVP, the MVP season, he shot like forty percent from the field or something. Like it was horrible. So, but he's you know he just takes so many shots, and he he also he gets a lot of free throws too. Harden gets slammed for it, but Westbrook takes almost as many free throws as Harden. Um. And so, I don't know. I, I feel like he's kind of – there are certain players that can put up big stat lines, but because they're so inefficient and they're using a lot of possessions, that they can end up being a net negative even though their box score numbers are huge. Uh, Westbrook is one of those players. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins is one of those players. And, uh, like, Carmelo Anthony has always been one of those players. And 
Westbrook's numbers are just so colossal that it kind of disguises how inefficient he is. Um, so I don't know. I can see I that a lot of people. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people dog Westbrook for the way he plays, and he's a very—I'll give him that—he's a selfish player. Um, he's out there, and he'll take over a game in a heartbeat, and not think twice about it. I personally love him. I love the way he plays. I love that he dominates, and you know, that's that's just me. I, I like him. His his plus minus may not be the greatest thing in the world, but for for me, I'm a huge Westbrook guy. I like what he does on the court, and I know he's. He's not exactly a numbers guy, but man, it's impressive watching that dude play basketball sometimes. Well, let me, let me let me let me interject, uh, Kelly. Nate is six foot five, three hundred and forty-five, or somewhere around there. At my last uh, knowledge of his, of his height and weight, and he does share Russell Westbrook's fashion sense as well to his regular job. Oh my when he goodness. Shows up. So it, uh, it may have something to do with that, with that, um, you know, do I keen eye for dressing? <laughs> yeah. When you show up at the radio station, they they let you uh, compete for work, right? I show up at work in a freaking basketball shorts and a t-shirt every time. <laughs> Actually, oh, that's man. his on court. I, I thought I thought you dressed like he does outside the court. My bad. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, Kelly. We appreciate having you on, man, but I tell you what, we are completely out of time right now. We got to wrap up and send our listeners home, and we do thank you for jumping on and giving us your insight on the season thus far, and it's great talking with you. And honestly, I felt like we just barely started talking, and like a half an hour was gone. So hopefully we can get you back here real soon. We'll talk some more as the season progresses. No problem, man, anytime. Thanks, man. Really appreciate right. it. Let our listeners know where they can find you at on Twitter. Uh, uh, at Kelly Scaletta. Uh, one LTTs. Or just look up <laughs> Machine Fun Kelly. Machine Fun <laughs> Kelly. It's out there. You still writing for Bleacher Report? Uh, still doing some freelance. Actually, I got a, I'm starting. Uh, I got a big. I've got an announcement pending. I can't say too much right now, but. Okay. Uh, well, we'll be looking uh, forward to it. Something on the horizon here. So, well, Kelly, right. thank you so much again for coming on. We wish you the best of luck in everything you're doing, and you're one of the best I've seen when it comes to reporting about the NBA and knowing the X's and O's. So, thank you again so much. All right, thanks a lot, man. Bye. Take it easy. Well, that was Kelly Scaletta. Uh, does some writing for Bleacher Report, and apparently about to make some big moves in his life. But Tr. It's our first show of the 2018-2019 tip-off season here, and great success, I do believe, if you ask me. I had I had a blast tonight. That two hours flew by. Yeah, I mean, I was glad Kelly was in a uh, in a just fuck around mood, so we didn't get too serious towards the end, you know. Just making some oh, jokes. Yeah, it's always fun. Uh, before we leave here, a couple quick scoring updates. T Wolves and Spurs are in a knockdown dragout. It's 70 69 Wolves lead. Knicks pull off the win 126 107. The Raptors are defeating the Cavaliers 114 103 right now uh, with 43 seconds to go in the game. The big one, though, that I bet no, you might have saw it coming, TR. 107 to 86. The Pelicans lead the Rockets. Uh, yep. with nine minutes, seen that coming. <laughs> nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So 
That's a big one right there, and you might be able to call that. Make sure, folks, you're tuning in to Wide Men Can't Jump every week. Don't miss it. We'll be talking NBA. We're going to have a lot, a lot to talk about next week once we get through here. We only had a couple games to talk about last night. Next week we're going to have a whole slew of games and highlights, and I have a feeling there might be a very special segment making a return next week, if you know what I mean, T.R. I think you know exactly what I mean. Bush League. Yeah, so maybe we'll get a little bit of that next week. I know everybody loves it. So, uh, But next week, we'll be having our 51st episode, getting ready for our big anniversary celebration in two weeks. One year, we've been on the air. Follow us at Wide Jump. Follow us on – we actually have a Facebook group where we post our daily picks. You can get picks all day, every day in terms of covering against the spread, picking winners things like that so definitely check that out it's uh wide man can't jump podcast network ask to join or if you need an invite hit us up and we'll get you invited get you in the group join the conversation we're gonna have some fun with it uh follow tr shock on twitter follow at mmitm nathan on twitter follow the show at wide jump on twitter you can download episodes of our show itunes podcast addict stitcher google play fm flash iHeartRadio, and more the Wide Men Radio Network. We've been going a year strong now, and we want all you guys to join in, enjoy the shows. We got all kinds of different shows. Tim and I shot the shit on Sunday night, talked about our fantasy basketball draft. Don't miss out on that. TR, anything you want to throw in here, my brother? No, I'm I'm good. Uh, I'll be I'll be up and and ready for next week after we see a couple games from these 76ers. Yeah, and I I want to go in here and finish watching the Wolves play and enjoy the rest of the NBA night that we have. Some big games coming tonight. Can't wait to watch them. Going to lay down, kick back, watch some basketball, and enjoy myself. So, guys, thanks for tuning in. Everybody, thanks for downloading the shows. We had a huge number the other day, so thank you guys so much. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, patreon.com slash wide men can't jump. Make sure you join our Patreon account. We will get you on some shows and we will have some fun with you if you join the Patreon account. Ask Armando Martinez, our boy. He's our Patreon, one of our Patreons. So make sure you join us on that. Got some more Patreon members coming in as well soon. Uh, big shout-out to our guy Scott Roberts, who's at the Suns tip-off game tonight. Uh, that'll be on ESPN. So, Scott, enjoy yourself, man. Let us know how it goes. He's uh, ready to watch DeAndre Ayton, he said, play the Mavericks. So see how that goes. So thank you guys for listening. And for the 50th episode, TR, send us home, man. Peace. Thanks for listening to this show on the Wide Men Radio Network, blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. You can download this and any other episode from our network at iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pod Paradise, Google Play, Player FM, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. This show has been brought to you by the Law Offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, facebook.com slash makeupkennedy, and wowfreecam.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at WideJump. You can follow us on Instagram at WideMenCan'tJump and on Facebook at facebook.com slash WideMenCan'tJump. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, rate the show and tell us how we did. If you love us, please give us a five-star rating. Again, thanks for listening to this episode on the Wide Men Radio Network. Tune in, same time, same place, for the Wide Men Radio Network 
at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump.